your money so I can buy some sweet video games. That's right. That's what we're talking about. What's our favorites? What's impacted us? But we want to know about you. What are you thinking about? You're going to beat Mortal Shell? So I'm going to beat just Mortal Shell? Just focus on that and focus, just go? 24-7. I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, you, you, I heard you pre-purchased it. Yeah, I did. All right. Got to. That's next. That's five days from now. Yeah? Is it? What day yeah, is it? it? comes out on the 18th. Oh, yeah, you're right. So that's real. What's weird on the on the Epic store, it says it comes out on the 18th, but then when I go to click on it, it says it comes out the 30th. So I'm actually really curious on which one it is. There is a, they did drop a trailer like a week and a half ago. I oh, remember. yeah. It looks way so. better. When I, I mean, saw just, it, just with the release date, I'm saying like the release date was confirmed to be the 18th on that trailer, right? Right, which right. They dropped. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it says it's two different things, so right. we'll see. What's well, Epic's Epic's wrong? Epic is always wrong. Did you hear that Apple took Fortnite off the iPhone iStore or the the App Store? I did. Yeah, for iPhones. <laughs> I saw that, dude. It's <laughs> did you, wild. Did you hear why? That because uh, they went around some like bypass for uh, like. Purchasing things on on for their the app? Fortnite bucks, yeah, because I, I Apple takes a big cut apparently, yeah. It's like one of their most grossing apps, so <laughs> crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah. It's weird that Apple has a monopoly on gaming and they don't make shit that's any, that's good. So yeah. I mean, as in for games. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Apple Arcade went like by like a. A speeding car. It was just here and there, here and gone. You know, dude. I feel like I can't even play games. I don't know if this is true, but I don't know. Uh, like, if I ever go on my Apple Store to see if I can just like just download like a dumb, stupid game real quick, I feel like they're always like, "Oh, get it for free or get it for free." And I'm like, "No, I'm not going to do your pass. Let me just download oh, the ones want, that are free." You want like a game that's already on Apple Arcade? Yeah, or something like yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, it almost it seems like every single game now is on Apple Arcade. Like you can't even download just free games anymore. Uh, yeah, I feel like you have to buy. You get like either shovelware. Or if there's something that's remotely good, they kind of push it towards the Apple Arcade. But also, I feel like Apple Arcade has zero publicity, and I, I hear like next to nothing about it. Yeah. So I don't know even how that's doing. It's kind of like I feel like Stadia is now, because Stadia <laughs> came and went really fast, too. Well, that was because it was garbage, <laughs> and they were liars. <laughs> Are they liars? Well, yeah, dude. Everything that they said that they could do, they couldn't do it. And they still can't do I guess. It's been out for Yeah, and probably... like the amount of people that were playing, because like they, they only they had such a limited run of games in the, when, when they opened, and then um, like even... Even to the realm of like players that are like, yeah, I'm playing on my, uh, you know, iPhone, or I'm playing on this, like I'm playing Red Dead on my iPhone or something, right? Like those people were, it was just so minuscule compared to people who were playing on all the other things. Like yeah. it was just they were, it was like just like huge w- billions of dollars like wasted. Yeah, I feel like they really four millions. Been, I don't know well, what it was. I don't. I'm sure it was billions of of like <laughs> of like online infrastructure that they had to like <laughs> yeah. develop. God. And, the, and the labor just to do it all. I mean, I'm they sure. they did all the hard work, and now everyone is going to take it. And like like Xbox is I, doing I, their thing. They're like, I can't remember what it's called, but it's X, but, X Cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's the next thing of gaming for sure. Is like you can. I mean, it's stupid. Like, why not take it on everywhere? You know, well, if I you're mean, paying a service. But I think more importantly is to nullify the hardware requirements to play something. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's I think the real thing is to is to nullify the need to buy a eight hundred dollar gaming rig 
right. for your PC or whatever it is, you know, or a yeah. $500 console. And just to, to, to bring that down to the cost of good internet, I feel, I feel like that's going to be a, a huge thing, you yeah. know, just when people can do it right and not yeah. shove Might it take the a ground, while, but... like Stadia is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like Destiny 2 was like that big thing they pushed and then... Yeah, that was the one. I think that was yeah. the game. And even it wasn't like, right. It was Destiny I 2. Think, I think it was Destiny 2. But even like like maximized settings was still like a shell of what... Yeah, it, people said it looked, it would freeze all the time. You would have tons of lag. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and that's like... Literally today, I actually was playing uh, Warzone, and it's been really, really laggy, which is really weird, because I was even testing my internet. I literally, like, I got shot. There was like I was just driving down the street towards this guy... And he shoots, and I move out of the way, and it shows on my screen that I move out of the way, and then I just explode. And then in his kill oh. cam, it's literally just him. He shoots a missile, it freezes, and then the entire game crashes. On his cam? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> awesome. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it's it lag sucks, and like it makes you not want to play. So, like, why but would you? Why would you play with Stadia if you could play with other yeah. things? But you're saying that's happening more often for Call of Duty. I don't know. I mean, I mean, just just in the last like few days, it's probably just they keep coming out with thirty to forty gigabyte updates. It's the biggest game I think ever created. I, 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 it has to be. I wonder about that now because it's it's one hundred fifty gigs or something. It's over two hundred. Is it really? Yeah. Apparently, they were trying to minimize that. They were. They said, I believe the last time time I saw something was that they're making a big update, but supposed to reduce the file size. Yeah. And so was, they removed some. But then they keep coming out with like, so like it was around like 200 and something. And then they just did a new uh, like 40 gigabyte like update. But when I looked at it, it wasn't and it wasn't an extra 40 that removed some of the stuff and then added something. So it's like 220 something or something like that. I don't know. I remember when I, when I was first downloading my PS4 and just to update it, it took like six hours. Yeah. Part of that's because Sony is like, like, like a uh, structure for like updating games. It's just garbage, you know? Do you use Wi-Fi or do you use Ethernet? Oh, I do Wi-Fi. But even That's then, right. Sony's not great for updating things. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, It's just sense. not good. Even if you're in, if you're hardline into the, into the system, it's just, it's not as good as like Xbox or even Switch. Switch somehow is like the cleanest updating system ever. Yeah, it goes really fast. Real and fast. It's, and it does it in the background. Like it constantly downloads in the background even if you play other games. I wonder I wonder if that's also just because they have a certain patch size they, they allow. But could be. Call of Duty is not on Switch, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's, we're not here to talk about that stuff. Hell yeah. We're here to talk about something different. And that's, I think, well, I want to... I was thinking originally we could talk about what was our favorite game this past seven months that we played for this year of 2020, but I think it's probably more interesting to just expand that to like, hey, what's what's been your favorite game you've probably ever played or your yeah. favorite few, you know, if you got more than one. Yeah. I have a couple I think of always, but I was I would always wonder, since you've been, you've been playing a lot more games in the last few years, yeah. and I've been always playing too many games for the last <laughs> forever. Forever, <laughs> so, I'd always wondered what you would call your favorites. I think I have an yeah. inkling of what you would say, but what do you? Uh, let's do this. What do you think I'm going to say for my f- top favorite game of all time? I, if I if if I had a list of three, I'd feel more confident. I could say for you. Okay, say the. Go ahead and say my list. I have three. Undertale. Uh huh. Is that on there? As, yeah. Oh. What do you, what ranking do you think it is? Undertale's probably two. Wrong. Is it one? Yeah. Oh, all right. There you go. <laughs> one or two. And then I was going to put CSGO. Dude, you know what's funny is, is that's not on my list. Because it's like a game I've put probably some of the most time Me into. Yeah. But 
it's not a game that I ever was amazing at or even tried to get good at. I sucked. I used that P90. I would go just oh, start shooting best. around corners, like pre-firing. People probably hated me. So I was mediocre because I could get kills with it. I don't know, man. I, I, I guess mediocre in the sense of, yeah, you died a lot, but also you've carried the team plenty <laughs> of times. You know, there's yeah. plenty of times where ping or uh, what was it? Uh, white. What, you, what was your character's name a lot of time? Uh, oh, man. It was something with P90. Notice me, Senpai, P90 Senpai or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was always the top of the board. It was always like, oh, that's leading the team. <laughs> Unless we were in ranked. It was a little lower in ranked. Yeah, I was always at casual. Ranked, always casual. It's always you. Uh, and your last one, I. Probably Dark Souls 3 or something like that. Dark Souls. Uh, yeah, so it would be Dark Souls as in like. The franchise? The franchise, because like, I love them. But I mean, yeah, I, I'd say Dark Souls 3 because I put the most time <laughs> into it, right? So I don't think it is my favorite game, but I think it's my favorite game out of all of them to play. Yeah, at least too. that I can. Me too. Right? I mean, who knows? Maybe Demon Souls once on the PS5, like we'll replace that, and that will be my favorite one. You know what I mean? Or Bloodborne when I beat it, or if they ever put it on freaking uh, PC, then you know. Here's the hope, and since Horizon Zero Dawn just came out on PC, I hope that means they're going to put other. Uh, like big PS4 exclusives on PC as well. That would be nice because I, I think Bloodborne would be just just eaten up by the PC community. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that they that you know from software doesn't do that. I mean, I get it. It's not from software. It's Sony. Oh, th- Sony funded Bloodborne. Oh, interesting. Okay, Sony funded in Bloodborne. Okay, well, that makes a little yeah. more sense of why that that's, one specifically. That's why every Souls game's on PC except for. Demon Souls and Bloodborne, because those are the ones that were funded by Sony. Gotcha. Okay. Blood, Demon Souls a little more so because that was like when from software, uh, was the IP no was the IP was owned by Sony. Oh, okay. like, Blood, like Bloodborne is owned by from software, but the licensing rights are still owned by Sony. I Sony. believe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. The, the publishing rights or whatever it is. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, so close. You're close for sure. Um, I feel like my games changed too. A lot. Me too. Me you too. know what I mean? Like. Like, I was just trying to wrap my head around it, and then, you know, looking at all, all these games that I've played over the years, and I'm like, oh, this is really good, and I like this, and I like this. But I'd say, so, Undertale, I think, is easily my favorite game of all time, because it is very simple, uh, but it has a beautiful story, and it has, obviously, replay value, like, multiple times, um, even though I even know all of the endings and everything, like, I still play it, probably, like once a year or something just, like that you just played it too i just yeah, when yeah we were i was there up. for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i i really love it i i love the story it makes me you know laugh cry all all, all of the stuff so i mean it, it's it's definitely and it's like it was pretty much made by one person toby fox so it's like it's that's very inspiring to me as someone who may might want to pursue you know video game making in the future like that's definitely something to me that goes makes me go okay like it's doable it's not impossible to do it especially in the way that he did it right because in amazing soundtrack amazing you know script and everything so i think undertale's pretty good too yeah what is what's what's your favorite moment in in undertale um man Blah, blah, blah. I do. I. It's so hard to put one, but I'd probably say uh, the moment I think for me that was different for a video game because I, I mean I've played tons of video games, but I think the one that was the most different was when, um, so like when at the very end 
of I can't remember if it's the first if it's the the first playthrough. I'm pretty. I mean, it, it. I think it's the second playthrough. So when you do the pacifist route, so when they reveal the bad guy in that one, the, and you mean the final, one? the final, boss? the final okay. boss, right? And then you have to you know, fight like for your friends' lives in in a, in a sense and like with their memories and all of these things. And like, I, I really, really loved uh, that because it made me feel like, like I didn't realize how much I had like cared about, you know, a quote unquote, like a fake person. Right? Yeah, like yeah. for instance, how much you like the Turiel. Yeah. Or even Sans, right? Right. Or, and they're, yeah. you know, they're characters and they're goofy and they're funny, but then like, you're like, oh no, like these are like legit my friends. Like I don't want them to get hurt in the game because the game is like, you know, break the breaks the fourth wall a lot, and like talks to you, and like kind of like belittles it, things that you do or or whatever, and you're just like, I'm not gonna let like this game kill people who I care about. So I, I think that that was like really something that was uh, new, and I really I really liked. But I'd say, dude, almost everything about that game is good. Yeah, I think if I if I had to pinpoint something I love about that game, it's how how much they do with that combat system. Yeah, and how dude, much, for real, and like not just being bullet hell. By like manipulating that space where you're the heart, yeah, and turning it into a platformer sometimes, yeah, you know, or turning that into like a a game about like your different dimensions in that box where you get like gravity goes to the one edge or the other edge, you know, or yeah. Then there's these different kind of obstacles that if you don't move, you'll dodge them. I I absolutely adore that system. They they, did, they got a lot of mileage out of something that seems so simple. Recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a simple thing that they made that is i'm sure not simple to make oh absolutely you know uh, terrifyingly hard to make you know but i yeah i mean uh, at least the concept right is is but it's it's different too right because it's it is like a it's a bullet hell but it's also a totally different type of bullet hell so it's just yeah yeah it's weird i mean i don't think i've ever seen a bullet hell inserted into rpg yeah you know yeah i also love the dialogue i love i love petting that dog and his head just gets taller and taller (laughs) just so weird yeah but probably the it's best so distillation good. of like video game humor ever. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I mean like because it it is goofy and it, it's like almost every single character is lovable, right? Every single enemy is lovable. Well, that, yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing. It's like you're just you are the outsider in like these people's home, and so everyone is an enemy, right? To you know because you they're trying to find the human in a in a world of monsters. But yeah, it's it's great, dude. I have I have so many moments about that game that I love. And I, I can't. I, it's hard for me to pick a moment that I love the most. Yeah, I feel you. But I have a weird like. I, I have a weird adoration for the game show in it with the robot that's trying to kill you. <laughs> Dude, I'll be real. That is my least. Favorite I know, <laughs> but it has that really bonkers soundtrack that you hate yeah. too. Yeah. And I have. I have well, weird, I like the sound. I just don't. It's not my favorite song. Yeah, I have a weird adoration for that. Yeah. I have a super weird adoration. For the the dinner scenes you have with Sans, you oh, know? Oh, dude, yeah. Where you're just eating at a tight table or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or like that weird thing where Papyrus shows you his room. Yeah. And like he shows you- like go you, on a quote unquote like date, but it's yeah. not a date. You're just hanging out or but whatever. It's like, I don't yeah. know if it's supposed to be taken as a date because it's just, it's really interesting, but it's I love that part so much. Yeah. I also have that a weird adoration for the snail village that comes out of nowhere. Oh my gosh, yeah. Lightning snail. Yeah, I mean that's not maybe that's not a secret. Is that a secret thing? We can go that. Uh, it's not really secret. It's like if you're, but if you're not exploring every single thing, like every single place you could go, you probably miss it because it's with the ghost where he lives, and then you go up to the, the thing, right? I know it's in the cave system. Yeah, where, where the uh, ne- not the what's that person that's uh, don't spear undine. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's in that cave system in there, but I don't know exactly where it is if it's like required or if it's just like an out of the way thing. Cause I'm, I think of like the ghost's bed that you get in, you know? Right. And it does that weird trippy dimension thing. Yeah. 
and the soundtrack gets real like relaxed and chill. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, there's like a lot of little oh, like man. Easter thing, eggs or whatever. Yeah, talking about it makes me want to buy it and play it now. Dude, I just, actually own it on PC. I just want to have it on Switch. There you go. Just buy it on Switch. <laughs> I was trying to find it physical on Switch. It's like forty five dollars. Ah, just like, physicals are stupid. No way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Permanently owned value increases. I get you. Hopefully, value increases. I yeah, like, you never know. But I feel yeah. like Switch Switch cart value is only increasing at this point that's fair like never goes down how did um how is the value of like um what's the generation before it wii u no the handheld like d like 3ds 3ds games yeah those are low but that was because those were so mass produced and they didn't actually i lied there's there's 3ds games out there that i've been looking for that are like 100 bucks jeez 100 bucks you know like yeah. the shimigami tensei games those games are the uh, persona you know where persona mm-hmm. came from those yeah. games there's a there's a couple versions of those games and they, they made a lot of those by the way on 3ds and ds but some of those are just hard to find and they they cost way too much yeah even like for psp though like some of the psp ones of those like persona one and two were remade on psp those are both like a hundred bucks used if you want to try and get them no I'll just buy them online. <laughs> you can buy them like digitally on the Vita for twenty bucks, and then the Vita will blow up, and no, and no one will ever. That's gonna. I'm, I'm, I am like ninety percent sure that within this year, the Vita store will shut down. So there you go, dude. Which is depressing. See you later, Vita. Vita was so cool. It's been real, dude. The Vitas were R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Vita. <laughs> Undertale's good. Yeah. yeah, it is. What about your favorite game? What's yours? I got like a few. I think I'm just going to start with this year's favorite game and then I'll go into like like bigger in scope, you know? Mm-hmm. But this year, the, the game I played the most that I probably like really felt really good about was probably Octopath Traveler. Mm. And I, oh man, I just don't know. Like that game hits so many old classic notes of phenomenal soundtrack, which I think is way bigger for me than... I like to admit, like if a game has a bum soundtrack, you, I'm kind of like turned off initially, and it really depreciates my appreciation for the game. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Octopath Traveler's soundtrack is just like that's. I would love to have that on vinyl, you know. Oh yeah, get that pressed as as hipster as possible, right? Dude. But I'd love to have that soundtrack on something that I just know. I, I could just have like physically. Is it not on like Spotify or something? I think it's on Spotify, but I'd there like to have it physically. No, no, I got you. I got I'm you. A, I'm a yeah, because I like physical stuff a lot but because you like to take up space in your house it's it's downloaded on my phone from spotify <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> we have a lot of vinyls we don't listen to also i don't know the last time we turned on our vinyl our record player was but yeah. it was a long time ago so. i just bought uh um oh man what are the two albums rich sips and wet milk oh from bill murray from, yeah, from vinyl. Yeah. yeah how much were those i think it's 45 for both that's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And that those are good albums, dude. Which does yeah. does one of those have a? Is Rich Sips the one with um, uh, what's the thick thickly? Or those? Or those? The I ones? think it is Rich Sips. Yeah. Okay, that's a good album. It's a good album. Yeah, Octopath yeah. Traveler it has so just for like a uh, a quick explanation. It's take turn RPG of the olden games like on Super Nintendo. It's a mix of 3D and 16-bit RPG, though. The world's kind of built, or, th- or sorry, pixelation. The world's built like a storybook, almost like pop, like pop-up buildings. So it's 3D in that sense, but like all the textures are 16-bit. So it's this weird combination of almost 3D is 3D, 
but looks like you're playing like a Final Fantasy four or Final Fantasy six. Uh, combat's good enough to hold itself. I put seventy five hours into it for my first Jeez, run. Dude, yeah, that's I know. Awesome. And that, that's because I would I wanted to do the super boss, which I technically haven't finished the super boss. So the very end of the game has so the, the game is eight main characters, right? Right. Every main character has four chapters each, and so they each have their own last boss. Um, but after you beat everything, there is a an end game dungeon where you fight, you refight eight of the bosses from the chapters, and then you have this final final boss that you. It's two fights in one that you have to take down, and it's awful because if you lose that, you have to fight the the other eight bosses again. So you can't like save it like There's right no, before. Once you start that 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 uh, dungeon, quote unquote, yeah, you cannot save. It's. Ooh. pretty rough i think it's probably a big complaint to the game and i i agree yeah but it's also one of those like okay this is a gauntlet it's going to test your skills right this, this combat system is meant for you to to master and learn how to uh time when you break your opponents or when you use your uh stocked up abilities or how to you know utilize uh, your enemy's weaknesses and uh, if you can't then try again so dang it's also really easy to break the game though I believe it. Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of RPGs are right. like that. The right class can just destroy the last boss in <laughs> five minutes. You know, I've seen people speed run that final boss in like three and a half minutes online. Heck yeah. And you're like, dang, dude, how'd you do that? <laughs> you're like, well, I chose wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'll get to that one day. But Octopath Traveler, definitely my favorite game I played this year. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sounds super one. cool. I definitely want to play it. Yeah. I got to let you borrow that. Yeah. It's on Steam. I think it's still 60 bucks on Steam. Yeah. I'd rather just borrow it. <laughs> yeah. It's free, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the team next time, okay? Yes. Yeah, because I'm done playing it for right now. Cool. What cool. do you got? What else you got? You got anything? I mean, I kind of named them all off for you already. No, nah, dude. You didn't name one. Oh, I didn't. You ready for Was it an it obvious is? one? Was it Siege? No, nah, dude. So I, I probably don't. <laughs> I play a lot of like first person shooter games, but I would never classify those as like a favorite. <laughs> That's good. Um, I think those I spilled, games are I like fun. beer myself, so yeah, can't take them anywhere. Yeah, uh, but like, so this my my second favorite game probably of all time, uh, again because of story, uh, is The Last of Us. Oh yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. So like, I just I just dude I just have memories of us sitting. Like you, me, Ryan, and David just sitting in your room at your parents' house. Oh, when I had the couch in my room? Uh-huh. And yeah. we would just literally like all play the game. And then we would take turns. Like, okay, you play for like 20, 30 minutes. And then we're all watching. And then you play for 20, 30 minutes. We're all watching. You know, we would just do that. And I mean, it was just like, I think just the experience in general. Like the story was fantastic. The gameplay was amazing. It was something that we never really had seen before. The multiplayer was f- super fun. We, I know. dude, we it My was just part. one of the best. Yeah, it was one of the best multiplayer's of all time. And it sucks that it, like it wasn't that popular. I guess it, it got like a, it, I'm sure it was it within grew time. Over yeah, time. And yeah. When we played it on PS3, mm-hmm. on PS4 they got a lot bigger. I think once gotcha because it was like a. A pretty early on game that came out for the PS4. Right. It quickly became the best way to play it. Yeah. Because I played through it again recently on PS4, and it feels like a PS4 game, not yeah. a PS3 game. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, so yeah. So, I love that one. Um, You know, I thought it had the perfect uh, just element of, like, it just felt like you were in a movie. And I hadn't really played a lot of video games that made me feel like that. I feel like the, the only thing that made me really feel like that beforehand um, was... 
like, oh man, now I'm forgetting the name of it, even though I play it all the time. Uh, What's it like? Solid Snake. What's the Metal Gear Solid? There you go, Metal Gear Solid. So like those <laughs> games, those games I felt like. But I mean, those games you felt like because the cutscenes like an hour long. When we're like Metal Gear Solid Four, <laughs> where you literally wait a <laughs> half like, hour. I'm just like, all right, like here we go. I'm watching the movie now. So I really want to play that again. It's great. All of those Is are great. PC, Metal Gear Solid Four. Mm, I believe so. I gotta check that because I, I I would love to to play that game again. That game was. I have a lot of memories of that game. It's just mostly the fourth one. Yeah. The GameCube one, I think this is the one we remember them. We probably both have yeah, a lot of memories about mm-hmm, two. Definitely. But the fourth one, I think, is where I really kind of came into its own for me. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But anyways, Last of Us. Last of Us. Yeah. So I just I just love it. I just think it's a fantastic story. And uh, it, you know, I think, too, like the time spent with all of you guys like was like really good, too. It was just like a weird way. Like it's It was the only game that we were all playing that we were not like, I want to play. Let me play. We just want to we're enjoy just, it. We just want to enjoy it and watch yeah. it. And then it's like, you know, sometimes we'd be like, dude, it's too intense. You play. I don't want to play. I'm getting freaked out. And so, you know, so it was just like, it was just a fun time. That's also a game with a great soundtrack. Yeah. Gustavo Santorino. I can't remember his last name, but Gustavo, that guy, he's, oh, the guy did a really good job with creating like, with like, with like really complimenting a game, a game's tone right yeah like that the soundtrack helped solidify and create a and really just nail down the tone that the gameplay and the cinematics were going for i couldn't I, there's a hard there's a hard it's hard for me to figure out what game does that better a lot of the time sometimes yeah. there's i mean there's games with great soundtracks right 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 for but sure. when a game is so integral to like the tone or sorry a soundtrack is so integral to the tone and does such an, a masterful job of really enhancing and solidifying it last of us is something that always comes up for me mm-hmm. i have a hard time thinking of games that do a better job enhancing that kind of you know whatever get yeah, the world and the atmosphere right yeah, yeah. i love that yeah. i love that game a lot too i haven't played the second one yet same i'll play it eventually uh yeah i i want to play it really bad i just don't own anything to play it and then um there's part of me that was like I don't know. There was part of me that was like, oh man, we should get all the gang back together and do it again, you know? But I mean, it's a little bit hard since there's, we're all different walks of life now, but one of us is, and one of us is gone. (laughs) David. Uh, Move back. back, I miss you. Um, Yeah. So I, I, uh, I'd say that was my second one. What about you for a second? Or just another one, another one, another one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I really, think about like the snes um era of games yeah and you know what what that era offered and that's kind of when i started playing games because i the first game i ever finished when i was a kid was chrono trigger which came out i think in 94 and that game was pretty incredible but one of the snes games i completed later on like when the way later on like when the wii and the ps3 were out or whatever was super metroid and i think Mm. super metroid is pretty incredible that I, I in the past two or three years i've really come into sci-fi and found that to be probably my favorite genre of game out of there game? okay and movie in the same way just like, everything like sci-fi is just so fascinating to me when it's not done in a hokey bs way right and super metroid like like interstellar that movie sucked right interstellar is a piece of flaming garbage <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that movie so much. I know you guys <laughs> do. Like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. But uh, but Super Metroid, like, there's a weird comparison for me to think like it's kind of like Ridley Scott's Alien. Okay. Where like it establishes a tone and an atmosphere pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You're alone basically on this planet. You're trying to figure out what's going on. You are chasing uh, something, but Super Metroid ends up being like the first real game to have a giant interconnected map on that 2D basis when you're slowly unlocking new areas. Right. And you have the, I mean, the original Metroid did it too, but Super Metroid is the one I think that kind of perfected it. And even to this day, to find a better game of that Metroid-like mapping system of unlocking abilities and opening up new pathways, I don't think there's a game that's done it better. Super Metroid, I think, is still the perfect distillation of that. I think Castlevania Symphony of the Night does it great too. Right. Because that's but that also had like five years on it or four years on it, but that game's also incredible in the way it did it, does it. But uh, Super Metroid pioneered it and and makes it just like this amazing thing. Uh, if you haven't played Super Metroid, play Super Metroid. Do it. If I can talk slower and say it more clearly, play Super Metroid. <laughs> play Super Mario yeah. Maker 3D Three. Metroid. Well, yeah. <laughs> Super Metroid has literally everything great atmosphere fun combat a lot of progression really cool boss fights it's on game boy the original it's not <laughs> it's, I, I literally started this part off with saying a super <laughs> nintendo game so i yeah i i'm the only the, the saddest part about it is i didn't play it when i was younger and i really wish i had i really really wish i played that when i was younger that way you could forget it no i just i could kind of enjoy it in its time that's meant to be and never have the thought of Oh, this is an older game, so there are limitations that's, to it. Yeah, right? okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I love visiting mm-hmm. nostalgic areas or nostalgic games, right? But at the same time, it's like, it's like I, this could be so much better if it was right. something made now. Like right? if yeah. current limitations aside or previous limitations aside, what could this be on a current console? Yeah, like for Axiom sure. Verge is probably what I think it turned into. Did you play that? Mm-mm. Talking about another one-man studio game, Axiom Verge, like, like Undertale, was the same thing. Yeah. Like a five-year passion project. Nice. Uh, made by one person. It's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to play it. Really good. Yeah, I would I would encourage that. It's also got a really interesting soundtrack, but nowhere near the level of Undertale's. It's just sense. like, do, 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 do. It's just kind of like... like <laughs> <laughs> it's not really emotional like Undertale is. It's more like weird sci-fi and like establishes a weird sci-fi Just show. people screaming in the background. Yeah, like that. Rear. <laughs> but Super Metroid, I, I love that game so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. What about you? You got What's your number? Wait, we're on number three already, huh? We're on three. What is your possible final game in your list? Um, It's actually... Because I know I guessed it earlier, but it's going to change now, isn't it? Dude, I'm changing it to uh probably Laser Suit Larry Three. Um Gary's Mod. <laughs> no, um <laughs> Yeah, I think I think uh it's it has to be like Dark Souls. And I'll just say Dark Souls three because that's the one that I have like, you know, the most hours into playing and, and the most, you know, I've beaten it like countless number of times and like tried you know pretty much all the classes and, and different things and stuff like that so i think did you play that as like a wizard before oh yeah a sorcerer that's Sorry. the best way to that's like my highest level character is a pyromancy wizard and i just have all the wow. best stuff and i can just like one shot almost everything because your crystal your, your crystal soul spearing everything oh yeah or your crystal magic weapon everything mm-hmm. what other what other great i don't remember i did it's, not i can't remember the number one uh spell for pyromancy but it's literally a 
a huge ball of fire that you throw and it hits them and then it creates lava under them. Yeah, so, chaos fireball. There you go. Chaos, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. So. Chaos is the one that uh, creates. Uh, that's I remember that from Dark Souls One more. Is that in yeah. three also? It's in three, yeah. Is that the best one? Oh, dude! I thought it's the highest damage one. Is it? Mm-hmm. I always thought about chaos. And it's at a distance. Right. You can throw it at a distance, and you don't have to stop and punch the ground like you chaos don't have to firestorm. Stop and punch the ground, yeah. So yeah. if you're, I mean, you're right. If there's a lot of people around you, definitely that one's the best one, right? That's so how like you break demon souls. That's how you break dark souls. That's how you break dark souls too. I believe it. It's firestorm. Yeah, it's firestorm. Maybe yeah. less two than all the other ones, but. Demon Souls and Dark Souls, Chaos Firestorm is literally how you break the game. Yeah. Well, get... they limit you though, and they don't on this one because you could. I oh, could three because you have the magic meter. Because you have the magic meter, and then if like for me, like you could literally go into something and only have like two S's of health, and then like seven or eight of the Action. magic, and then you just have unlimited magic. So, uh, at least for your year round, like you would never need more than that. But yeah, so I I love the game. I love the way that it looks. Um, I uh how about the lore yeah i mean i like the lore a lot i think i mean it's just you know weird and mysterious and i don't think it's my favorite one of the lore out of all of them i don't think i think your first one usually is yeah i don't how do you does that why do you like dark souls 2 lore a lot? i think i like dark souls 2 lore the most yeah okay because I, I, I feel the same way about dark souls 1 that was the first one i really got into yeah even though i technically beat demon souls first dark souls 1 lore is the one i got the most into yeah it makes sense dark souls 1 has some really good lore and a lot i like their uh their system of like like party system or not party that's not the right uh, mine no, sorry. What's the covenant covenant system? Way more because it feels like it means something. Where in three, it doesn't. You can be anyone's cov. You can just be accepted to anyone's covenant. It doesn't if you because like for, for the most part, I think there's one character that if you join like the fingers or whatever, oh, whatever, is she yeah, she'll yeah. she'll like not be let you be a part of their covenant or whatever. We're not so really sorry, but there's one, but that's it. Whereas everyone else in one, it's like, oh, I'm part of this covenant. Oh no, I'll be part of this covenant. And then people had like beefs with each other. So I, I, I just like that one. Yeah, I loved. Sorry, one just felt like everything had more weight to it. Like when you when you join the covenant. You could never disband unless you went to another covenant leader and said, I want to ditch this covenant and join your covenant, right? Right. right. So, like, if you joined the covenant, you were in it. And then now I could literally press start and, like, remove something off yeah. me and I'm off it. It's, like, stupid. That's I, I, that's my least favorite part. Uh, yeah. I, I don't system. understand that when they when they make you level up back at the shrine, but they let you change covenants like nothing. Yeah. I could level – I could honestly be, like – anyone's anything like i could just level i could just put my thing on and then like level up yeah. the character and take it off and then fight for like you know the sun in and like it would just you could just do anything yeah. you want i always liked it when there was like a permanence to something you did yeah me too i think i think it just kind of adds to it because then you'd have to like maybe change it the next play round like you know and like you could do a different covenant that play, go through that might know? be why i like bloodborne the most because you can't respec mm. and there's really only two covenants and they don't even matter. They don't matter that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't really think there's. I mean, it's a stretch to even call it covenants in Bloodborne because, like, there's it's called buddy systems. There's called there's the vile bloods, and then there's the brotherhood of something, and they're one of them is all about co op, and one of them is all about invading more. I think. So they're both. Maybe it's not even invading. I'm not even sure, man. I don't. I don't remember too much about Bloodborne's covenants because they really are so. Uh, like inobtrusive in a way that you just don't interact with them too much, yeah. and even getting to one is so out of the flipping way. 
of of the main campaign that it's just like oh it's like do you really want to is yeah, it worth what's it what's the point the answer is yes Always. i need people to help me fight those idiots that come into my world and ruin my game right Always. Also, that is so funny. I, I've been playing a lot with Jake recently, and like, he loves PvP, and you do too. No, I've just been playing with him. Oh, yeah. But no, I know. But you guys both really like PvP, and I hate it. I don't... I mean, PvP is like... I'm middle, middle of the road on it. It's not really my favorite thing in Dark Souls. I like PvP when it's more natural, when you're doing it part of the story. Right. Not how like Dark Souls 2 did it, where they gave you an arena. I don't like that. That's not what I came there for, you know? I forgot that they did that. Yeah, I like. I it. actually kind of like that because then it's like it has a, a place for it. You're a little more separated from the main campaign. Yeah, I do like it when you are playing the game and someone invades. I don't I, mind that. I hate that. I know because then you're like <laughs> my progress. Don't take it from me. Yeah, because I always know that I'm worse than the player invading. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, honestly, I don't know what's going on with PC, but I mean, because I guess you could just do so many more hacks. Like when me and Jake were playing, we literally got invaded by someone. At, we were level seven. And we got invaded by someone who had armor that you'd have to beat the game to fight us, and they oh, yeah. and they one shotted us, and we're just like, I'm like, all right, well, there you go, like that's like not that's not fun, like there's no right. there's no skill in that, like if they could limit it, if they could genuinely limit it, which they say they do, I just don't believe them, because right. if I fight anyone, almost nine times out of ten, it's someone who's way higher than me. So yeah, me. Jake and I have been playing with the Dark Souls three randomizer. Yeah. So we've we've been trying to play through dark souls 3 specifically we've been trying to play through that game of like limitations where like you have to use what you pick up yeah the hard part is you pick up a staff sometimes that right that does 30 damage and right you, and you have to fight a boss and you're like i can't beat the boss you know <laughs> you can if you're good <laughs> i mean even then nope it's no excuse dark souls it's possible to do no hit runs you're right it's possible to do no hit runs i'm not gonna say i'm ever on that skill level you have to be. I know. No, uh, <laughs> but we we, we, yeah. we got like a Prince Lothric's weapon like before we fought Vort uh, Vort Vort of the Bordeaux Valley. Nice. Before we, we had Prince Lothric's greatsword as a weapon before we fought before we fought Vort. We also had Gale's soul before we fought Vort. See, there you go. So you just kind of get randomized and stuff in your items. And, and stuff. everything you find in the game, everything that's dropped on the ground, with the exception of like progression quest items like right. the banner that you need to open the door right. to or, or yeah. like something like that uh is it's random. all randomized and so dude that's awesome you're gonna have to hook it up it's so easy and fun all right it creates an entirely brand new game yeah it's awesome. you're gonna you're gonna hook me up after this we'll try yeah jake figured it out more <laughs> than i did oh dang it he said you figured it out you guys are liars i found out where to download it and i found out where to where to where to run the text file so you could kind of get it put in but you can't play online so Jake has to pull it out of his files every time every single time we play with me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I told you that. So yeah. Dark Souls Three is awesome. Sounds I have awesome. My, I have my qualms with it. Yeah, but makes I, sense. I just I I liked the I liked the openness of one and two, right? The interconnectedness of one, and then three chose to go with one's like style in terms of and the combat. But ditch the openness. Yeah, it was way less open. I feel like it's more of a straight shot for majority of the game, except for when you hit Irithyll and it branches. Mm-hmm. And even then, Irithyll branches barely. Right. So Irithyll only has that to Interlando to Aldrich, but then you're back to the dungeons all the way to Yorm. You know. Right. And, and once you do that, there's really only thing only thing really to do is go back to the castle and fight the princes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's way more of a linear game, yeah. which is definitely unfortunate because. It is nice to kind of go, 
I'm going to go try to fight these guys instead. And it's like, you're way, you're not, you are not even close to being able to like kill right. them, you know? But right. then that makes it its own challenge, right? It's like, yeah. no, I'm going to go this way first and let's do it, you know? I might, I'm, I might say the rest of that just for if we ever do an episode yeah. on Dark Souls 3. Cause like I have a lot of, I have a lot of love for Dark Souls 3. I, yeah. I've put, Hours upon hours. I've put at least 100 in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. At least 100. Yeah. Because I've beaten it multiple times, and I also tried to platinum it. Unfortunately, the platinum is super tied to Covenant items, and those are very difficult. They're super hard to get. They're very difficultly farmed. Yeah. <laughs> or you're playing online. And it's just kind of a roll the dice every time. So. Yeah. True. And on, on PS4, it was way harder to find like people to play with than it was on PC. Yeah, that makes PC. sense. It might be a little bit easier on PC, but... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. PC's got way more concurrent players than PS4 does. Yeah, I get invaded every single day, so... <laughs> yeah, I never did. I had, <laughs> I, I had my sign on the ground for like a half hour before. Oh, and I was gosh. like, I'm just sitting here trying to... Get, yeah. And I was also trying to grind out items at the same time, uh, and it just wasn't... Just nothing. It was, it was a pain, it's, dude. It's a bummer, dude. Proof of Concord kept... Which is the ears, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Dark Moon Covenant. Yeah, spent hours doing that. My wife would come home and just say, "What are you doing?" And I'd just say, "Farming, trying to get a platinum trophy." And she'd go, "That's lame." She wouldn't yeah. say it's lame, but she'd be like, "That's weird," you know. And what's like, all right, that? bye bye. Yeah, Dark Souls Three is great though. Yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. What about you? My close, last one. Close us out. Yeah, probably Resident Evil for the GameCube. The first one, the remake. Oh my gosh. Did you ever play Resident Evil 1? Uh, yes. Did you play the remake or did you play the PS1 version? I have played the PS1 version. Okay. Hey, no shame there. It's a great game, okay? <laughs> but the one I'm going to reference is actually a bigger game and there's more to it. So the mansion in the PS1 version is about two-thirds the size of the actual mansion in the in the GameCube one. So there's more mansion to go through. Yeah. There's also more forest to go through and uh, inside content with the mines. Um, I guess not so much the mines, but like what's around the mines. Right. So so Resident Evil Remake on, I didn't play the PS1 version. I never did. I, I My mom and dad would never let me play that when I was that age. That came out like 99, I think. Yeah, I think and so. I would have been eight and my mom and dad would have been like, nope, <laughs> you know, like we're that's way too This boring. ain't happening. Yeah. And like they barely let me play Resident Evil 4 when I was 15 or 14 i think yeah. so uh resident evil remake though i played for the first time when i was 18 and that was about eight years after it came out on gamecube and they released it again on ps3 and xbox 360 which is when i played it for the first time i think in 09 or 2011 or something like that yeah that i don't sense. know some point in that right after or after high school years and that game blew me away like that game with its super connected level design which is probably my favorite parts of it right the terror of like crimson heads <laughs> yeah. when you don't blow off an, a zombie's head and he comes back as something twice as fast and right. like twice as dangerous yeah uh the the ability to speed run it which i did but i only got to two and a half hours which is i think is still okay but you think world record holders for that game were like an hour and 20 i thought it was like six minutes oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh and just the the that being like one of the progenitors of what horror is, you know, I love that game so much. And like that, that has kept me involved in like horror games in a way that nothing else would have. I love Resident Evil so much because of how much it's gotten me into horror games. Yeah. That makes sense. I love Resident Evil 7 because of that. You know, I love Resident Evil 4. I love Silent Hill because of that. I love Amnesia because of that. I love Alien Isolation because of that. I love all these horror games because Resident Evil did it so well and was like sparked right. that 
love for it inside in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Resident Evil is also a great game. Right. Which a few of the games you mentioned are not. Yeah, some of the ones I oh, said for ones. sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to make a good horror game now. Like half the Silent Hill games are garbage, right? Yeah, like like the the earlier ones are really good because they. But really, it's a cool franchise. Yeah, but like those later ones really don't do a good job of being good horror games. Right. They do a good job of being buggy as hell games. Yeah. <laughs> Except I, you know, even the ones that I wanted to defend, like Downpour, which mm-hmm. I I love that game. I can recognize that game's like eighty percent garbage. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, Resident Evil has a special place in my heart. I have that on GameCube now. I bought, I got that physical on GameCube. Yeah, in decent condition. Sweet, dude. It's got some, a little bit of scratching, but a little bit of scratches. Yeah, I just put toothpaste on it. I'm very just kidding. Yeah, (laughs) I just uh, I platinum Resident Evil Seven this year. That was one of the things I did when when uh, we were getting into quarantine. Was like, okay, well now I got more time. There you go, RE7. You know, it's time for R7, baby. Yeah, and so, but but it also has me. Insanely excited for RE RE eight next year, whenever that happens. Yeah, um, it won't. Yeah, me and Taylor Taylor and I were just playing Resident Evil five and six. Nice. Yeah, six is bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, it's a fun like multiplayer game or whatever, right? You guys said you guys uh, enjoy. You guys enjoy playing it. It with is people, only but good if you play it multiplayer. Yeah, it, but it's it, not a good game in general. I, I yeah, I think the people that will defend it will say the controls and being able to. Do your stylish action kind of thing of diving around and doing the like the hand to hand combat stuff. Yeah, they they would defend it because of that being super fascinating, but it doesn't change the fact that some of the level design is just really bad. Like there are there are driving sequences that last for 10, 15 minutes, and they're just bad. And, and there are <laughs> there they're are just bad. there are it's it's like having vehicle health, one person shooting, one person driving. Yeah, and there not really be a different speed to drive. Like when you're driving. All you're trying to do is avoid the wall. There's no time. There's no hazard for that. It's just you're in your person. You really can't shoot that well because you're driving around so fast. Right. So it's like they took Resident Evil 5's um, turret sequence when you're driving through the desert. Remember that at all? A little bit, yeah. And like the motorcyclists are chasing you and uh-huh. the trucks. I mean, dude, I, I hated 5 and 6, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. It just felt like an action game. Like 4 it, yeah, it's, four was an action game, but it at least was still scary. It was because of the regenerators, right? Yeah. And like, so, it was impressive too. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So it's like, and but yeah, 5 and 6 literally felt... Less horror. Less horror. It was, it was, it was just gun and run. That's yeah. what it was. It was gun, run, zombies. Run and gun. Run and gun. Gun and run. Gun and done. <laughs> gun and done. <laughs> yeah, five and six, definitely. I mean, if you look at one and you look at five or six, you're like, what the, f- these are, this is a sequel to this, you know? Yeah. This is branches off this, and it's, it's insane. So, that remake of two, though, did you ever play that? I haven't played any of the remakes yet. I've just watched people play them, and they look, ab- they look amazing. So, so that remake of two is like 90% good. Mr. X stuff can be a little. A little too much at some yeah. points because it's like there are some points where it feels like he just corners you into a room and he can't come in and you're just yeah like I mean there's there, I'm, in a, I'm in a save room and I can't leave that is the hardest part about you know you know programming something to like follow you all the time is it's you know you're gonna if you are running away and don't do what you probably should do and you go you're like you're gonna get stuck you know yeah so I feel you I did a speed run too in like three hours and nice dude that was the biggest hiccup is. Is trying to figure out. It's Mr. X. Mr. X, yeah. So there was a trophy for just that. Just kill him, dude. You can't kill him. No, you just got to. 
you well, just take him out of the game. It's interesting because if you play Claire or Leon, he dies different ways. Interesting. So Claire, if 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 uh, if you play as Claire, he tries to go on a date with you, and you say no, and then he just dies of a broken heart. Yeah, it's kind of like um, next no, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Mister uh, Mister Birkin William Birkin kills him in in Claire's storyline. He like stabs him to the chest and then rips out from the chest to the left. So like when he when it shows him dying, he's missing like half his chest. Nice, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, and then for Leon, he's actually the last boss in it. Uh, uh, unless you do the this, the combined last boss after, if it's your second playthrough, because there's that uh, last boss fight that's in the B version, the B route. So if you know Resident Evil Two, you play as Claire or Leon, right? Right. So Claire, if you start Claire, has Claire A. You start with Leon's Leon A. Right. And then you do Leon B or Claire B. Right. The opposite of when you started. And the B route, and no matter what, at the end you have you have the real last boss. Right. Which is the which is always gonna be Birkin. But it's Birkin in his most perverted gross form and it's on the on the train. So but for the A route for Leon, the last boss is Tyrant. Is Mr. X. With like his coat blasted off and his eight pack hanging out. Nice. And then you blow him in half. So you go, dude. You just blow up his office. Well, I guess you blow off his pow, pow, pow. top of his body, and his legs walk towards you. And they you just can fall die over. now. I was shooting the whole time, and now you die. Bye, bye. See you later, game. So, Resident cool. Evil One. I love Resident Evil One, man. So it's a good much. Game. It's a great game. I want to play it soon. Yeah, I shouldn't let my brother-in-law borrow it. Shouldn't have, dude. Got to get it back. Got to get it back. Yeah. Give it to me. All right. Well, we love you guys. <laughs> Give it to me. Okay. Bye. <laughs> it's been good. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> That's how you end the podcast. <laughs>